cannot believe it. That's Clone Force 99. This is Wrecker, Hunter, Echo, Tech, and Crosshair. Obviously, we are different. We're all you're getting. Ha! We're all you need! They call themselves the Bad Batch. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with the uh, desirable mutations. This is one meeting I don't want to miss. And welcome to another edition of the Dad Batch Podcast, episode 61. My name is Stevie Kicks, and I am your host in the pilot seat today. And with us, as always, the other Dad Batchers, your space daddies. First up, he's in a tree, <laughs> sitting, waiting, <laughs> wanting, wishing. <laughs> it's Brian Cook. Hello. What's up, man? Catch me in a tree. How about that? <laughs> Catch anything good lately? Um, sweet naps in a tree. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've um, sat in a tree stand and taken a nap at seven in the morning. It's nice. A lot of hunting, a whole lot of nothing. So basically, a lot of hanging out in the forest. Are you good? I mean, yeah, I'm good. I had family. My 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 father um, was in town, so spent kind of the last week chauffeuring him around and doing different stuff and hanging out so that's awesome yeah man that's it cool um let's see football is life but football is also the opposite it's john rodriguez what's up man football is death <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> no. oh the soccer <laughs> okay football is life hey <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Good, good. Footy, been playing. Been playing a lot. Uh, and uh, I've been making stuff as usual, like Brian mentioned earlier. That was offline. And that's been that was in the green room. My week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one heard slushing that. Slushing and gushing. Yeah, been slushing and gushing, working from home. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Next up, this is my partner, MC Clap Your Hands, but you can call him Ramey Shannaday. <laughs> What's up, I man? Guess, how are you? I guess I need to clap my hands now. <laughs> Ramey, how are you, man? How's your I, week been? I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. Had had a couple of event, couple events over the weekend. Um, just been doing... Work and life and all that stuff. Didn't you guys have a big um, 501st event? Yeah. So for anybody in Southern California that like historically, and I guess pre-pandemic, uh, there was always the big Paul Biani Library event out in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, and it was one of the biggest yeah. events the Garrison ever you know, had in any given year. Those are fun. Um, we would easily get close to 200 members show up for that from across the different clubs. So, uh, 
the pandemic obviously had an impact on that for a few years. But then in the meantime, also the guy that was like the, our contact at that library moved to the Upland library. Um, and it took him a few years to kind of get things moving with the new library and the new city. Uh, but this was the first time of having what we hope will grow into that event just at a new venue. And arguably the venue is actually pretty good for what we were trying to do. They've got like a nice big courtyard, just like the Rancho Cucamonga Library had, um, place for us to set up photo ops and booths and things like that. Um, but the city kind of had other things going on on the same day. And so they wanted things spread around a little differently. And so I think that there's, there's some feedback that we'll have for a follow-up call that we'll have with them. But it took several years to get that event built up to what it was. So we're, this was year one and we'll get this one going. Um, but it was a pretty good turnout. We had quite a few people, uh, a lot of members there. Um, and the turnout from the public was good too. I remember that's the new Pavliani. Basically that's, like, that's what we are hoping it will become. Okay. I remember that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a good troop. I remember I, we've done well, before pre pandemic. We did. Yeah. A that was the May the 4th one, right couldn't. though? It didn't used to be at May the 4th. Uh, I think of the wrong troop. It, it was around that time, it, yeah. It was that's where I met you, yeah. Brian. Yeah, I think you, you and Tori. You, you and Tori with her seventh sister, and you were Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. With Canaan, yeah. exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's but, where I dressed up as a Bith and then smashed my instrument. Was that's there. true. Yeah, you guys were all Biths. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, you guys we did were the all cantina band song. jamming. No, no, no. It, it was on purpose, like, Joe. It was on purpose. Like you guys were jizzing, move, like yes. a rock star, dude. jizzing hard. Yeah. Oh, you guys were jizzing out. They were yeah. so jizzing all over the jizzing all over the place. <laughs> they were jizzing on everyone. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Wow. We jizzed so hard that day. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Did I hear it? Music. Why is it so funny? It is music. No, but they were jizzing pretty hard. <laughs> In, in actuality. He's back once again from Las Vegas to make sure the Death Star will be completed on schedule. It's Joe Lara. <laughs> What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, dude. Doing How are you? Doing well, man. Um, yep, I was, went back to Vegas again because uh, I love the band. and the... You saw UU4? <sighs> Me too. How was the second so, time? It was just as good. We were in seats this time, so it was a different angle. Nice. And it allowed us to, to take in more of the view because when you're close, you're looking at the band and then maybe the screen, you're, you're doing like a lot of rubbernecking, like looking yeah. all over the place. But when you're back, it's more like sitting in a theater. Sweet. And you can absorb it all. Dude, it just makes, like, it, and it's funny too, when you look at the crowd and the people next to you and you kind of like, everybody has their mouth open. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh. You know, it's, yeah. it, it's ridiculously cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And it's all my age. Like everybody's like freaking 50, you know, like so it's it's yeah. yeah. You too cool, though. You were able yeah. to do both. Yeah. I was watching uh What's Inside, the video, mm-hmm. the 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 channel on YouTube and they mm-hmm. go into the what is it called? Is it the the dome? The sphere. The sphere. The sphere, yeah. And he was yeah, he went like on every single level that you could go at including the floor and he was saying that the best spot is up like Mm -hmm. all the way up in the center Hmm. because Mm -hmm. then then you're like completely Uh, surrounded by the dome yeah and and the crazy thing is that they're gonna be able to use this facility for like um uh uh like world 
events like like for instance when you go to the un right and you see all those like uh representatives from all the countries there they've got their headphones on because they've got the translator like in their ears right well the audio for this is what he says in the video the audio uh i think it's called like uh form beaming or beam forming speakers they can literally uh shoot an audio track to each individual seat in the facility. So like I could be hearing English without headphones or anything. Yes. And the person next to me could be hearing a completely different language. Wow. Okay. So I, I read that too. And I, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not, if I did forgive me, but years and years and years ago in a previous life, I worked for a company and we did, media post-production we had a sound stage on um cbs's radford studios lot here and the guy that created the mp3 from fraunhofer labs was demoing something that he had and it was at the time it was called usono which was like his brand name for this thing and it was this 3d spatial audio technology but it used active noise cancellation so he could actually create point audio sources within the 3d space of the room so the, 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 the demo was like this little fairy that would fly around the room and sing and talk and whatever. And he could make, he had a joystick on the control console and he could actually make her fly up to your ear and whisper something into your ear. You would hear it, but the person sitting next to you would not. It was crazy. Wow. And he's that like, was a lot of years ago. And that, it was, it was That's 15, wow, yeah, 15 plus years ago. Um, and he could, like, it was really weird. He's like, he's like, if you really want to trip out, watch this and he moved it just a little bit to put the source of the audio inside your head and it would sound like the voice was coming from inside your head and it was really disorienting <laughs> well, joe were you when you're sitting there watching it and from the seats were you just waiting for like palpatine to jump down and be like this <laughs> is the grand republic dude imagine, imagine watching that. episode two or episode three there like movies you're like, you're just like in the Senate. Oh man. Yeah. In the it, pods. It does. It's super steep. So it does kind of have that feel just like that whole auditorium that we're used to watching in Star Wars. So it's, yeah. it was really cool. Yeah. It was Sweet. rad. It's going to be crazy. And then um, I, I'm starting to run more. I'm starting to run more. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I looked it up cause I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess like, you know, skip out of a run, my running just because I'm in Vegas. So, I looked up, uh, is it safe to run on the strip and like what, what time and hey, I want to get mugged or whatever, you know? So <laughs> Ve Vegas is a little dodgy and sketchy, yeah. but dude, it's Just like, perfectly okay. oh yeah, dude. But that was later on at night. So like, yeah, I went, went for a nice <laughs> yeah. run before the sun came up. The lights are still out. It's, it's kind of surreal to run uh -huh. in Vegas. And it's empty. That's cool. So that was kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing good though, man. Doing good. That's good, man. You haven't lived until you've walked or ran the Vegas Strip at 5 a.m. from the night before, and you see the sun. The best you see the sun go. coming up, and you're like, "What have I done?" It's a very common thing, <laughs> actually. Yep. Okay. So it's time. We teased this yesterday. It's time for the Dad Batch Podcast Holiday Special Chrome Tono Volume 2. 
Yesterday was October 10th, and that was World Mental Health Day. And research shows that more than 50% of all lifetime mental disorders start by the age of 14. Children's mental health needs champions, so we are pleased to announce that our fundraising efforts throughout the holiday season will go directly towards the On Our Sleeves movement for children's mental health, a nonprofit organization committed to breaking stigmas and helping families talk about mental health with their children. On Our Sleeves provides free mental health resources for parents, teachers, and caregivers across the United States. Join the Dad Batch this year as we support On Our Sleeves. Once again, starting on November 1st and running through Christmas Eve, the Dad Batch will be adding new items every week to the Chrome Tono giveaway. And just like last year, every dollar you donate here will be another chance to win. We have so many items lined up for this year's prizes. And yes, that's prizes with an S. This year, we will have first, second, third place winners and a grand prize winner. All will be announced in a special release of the show on Christmas Eve. And since making the announcement yesterday, our phones and DMs have been going crazy with people from around the world and around the community wanting to donate items to the prize packages this year. But back to the cause we're supporting. According to pre-pandemic numbers, one in five children is living with a mental illness. We can all feel when there is a youth mental health crisis, and we all know someone who's been impacted, but stigma remains. Children don't wear their thoughts on their sleeves, so we don't know what they're going through. Many of us didn't grow up talking about mental health, so that's why On Our Sleeves was created. Please help us supporting their important mission by donating. You can learn more about the On Our Sleeves movement for children's mental health by browsing at onoursleeves.org. On Our Sleeves is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and your donations will be tax deductible. So again, starting on November 1st, we're going to be blasting our socials and start taking donations through a special landing page that we've created with in our partnership with On Our Sleeves. So keep your eyes on our socials, especially starting November 1st, and we'll keep spreading the word in the meantime. Nice. Solid theme song pick too, Stevie. Come and, come, yeah. come and get your love, man. Come and get yeah, your love. I love it. Support these kids. Support these kids and their families. That's that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to rep your support for the show, pick up a, an exclusive shirt or some stickers at thedadbatch.com. This garbage is nothing like clone armor. Looks a little tight on you, old man. Yeah, at least I know how to wear it. That's right, everybody. It's time for the weekly workbench. All right, gentlemen, who is working on what? Nothing. <laughs> All right. I've been trying to fix Stormbreaker. That's it. Nothing. I've been busy. Nothing to nothings? I've been busy. Nothings. I, um, I finished printing all the Paz stuff. I started working on the, on the blaster, um, his, Ooh, his big machine gun blaster, big boy. but then that jetpack, Oh man. And I, I messaged some of you guys this, but so the jetpack one piece finally finished printing after like two weeks. And then when I pulled it off the print bed, I was just like, I was kicking myself because I printed it with, like the back plate attached to it. I didn't modify the file like I should have. And you can't, you can't do that. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just drumle it off or whatever. But once you start cutting into a 3D print and it's missing the walls and stuff, it's just, it's gross. Oh, no. So, yeah. So I'm just 
I'm restarting yeah. couldn't it. You have, couldn't you have just printed a backplate and then done backplate and then backplate with Jetpack? Nah. And then you'd, all, that's all you have to swap is the backplate rather than hmm. the Jetpack. It's actually a solid well, idea, but he already cut like, into it, though. Yeah, so... It, oh, you did cut into it. Okay. I thought you were saying like, listen, you didn't want to cut John, into it's it. in the recycling bin Oof. at the dump. Yeah, it's a bummer. So. It's gone. Dude, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, oh, it's gone. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll... I'll, I'll if it was it me, I'd be in a fit of rage. It would be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, um, straight but, to the trash. But the good news is uh, I, I kind of like channeled my frustration of, of not working on the file to now overworking the the machine gun file. Um, so I completely hollowed out the body of the blaster. It's gonna like be able, it's gonna be able to accept like a circuit board, speakers, lights, smoke. I got a big old LCD screen that's gonna be on there. It's it's gonna be cool. Um, so there's that. Uh let's see what else. Uh, I think that's it. I mean the K1 like like I said, that K1 is just blasting through files i in in the last two weeks i've gone through uh 16 rolls of filament whoa, whoa. <laughs> 16 wow. kilograms of i mean yeah it, it adds wow. up it adds up so wow. um <laughs> wow uh i think that's it for me wow um well uh i've been working on a few things um i uh spoke with darren from great ape studios uh like a week or so ago every time i hear um, that i go because he knew i was that's great ape (laughs) well yeah yeah anyway uh, he was making files for Shin Hati and for Balin Skull, and I was, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, he should have saved that one. <laughs> anyway, um, so I was speaking to him, and anyway, he He's sent me proud. his files to test out to print. So I printed the gauntlets and the shoulders, and I actually got to painting them and stuff, and they look pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty happy with them. Nice. Uh, if you can see in the camera. Damn, I'm like hitting the mic and stuff. Oh yeah, dude, um, that looks good. Looks good, dude. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Now I see that you added the little fake screen text. So um, there's there's a couple groups on Facebook already, obviously, and uh, there's a, one dude that makes. So everyone sort of is familiar with the Mando Pewter, which is like the the animated screen that people can buy for their Mandalorian kits and stuff. So this dude basically makes a similar product but it's like a budget version so you know those they're like those cards i guess when we were kids like you would turn it one way or the other and it that the the image would animate or whatever. so he did particular is that is that what that's called okay so he made that. versions of these screens with that and and so they're like 20 euros i sent him 20 euros he's gonna send me so these were just the paper mock-ups to see if they would fit on the screen, cool. which they do, obviously, because they're measured correctly. Um, but I will be getting those that they're just, it's just the, both screens that alternate. It's nothing crazy, but it's a nice yeah. alternative oh. to just having a static screen. We should have we asked Marcus last week why they put those names on the gauntlet. So 
Yeah. I, it, as far as I know, I think the artists were just literally, literally just messing around. Because what, what, what are the names on there? Well, because, well, as far it's like Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, just like an and, Easter and egg. all sorts of things. Yeah. And, yeah, people think it's like, oh, it's a hit list. Oh, Balin's after the, and it's like, no, no it's, like, don't it's, read, it's the don't, designer don't, just having fun. It. <laughs> it's just the people working. Like, what should we put in there? Yeah. You know, like no one's gonna read this. No, and they know. Like, everyone's like, ah, they know someone's gonna read it. Come on, they. Know. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. You don't. You assume it won't be that. It's dollar bets, all of a sudden, man. It's, it's like, like how long will it take for people to start talking about these things? It's like the, bet. it's yeah. like the Bubba Fett chain code. When he was like, "This is my family. This is my chain code," and yeah. like people, like the like, right deciphered after the episode, it. people like deciphered it, and it was like it was literally like Django Fett, and then like his whole family line. But, but that actually, like that text, actually made right. sense and told told part of the story that we wanted to hear. Someone should have just put Boba Fett. Where? It's <laughs> <laughs> like over and over again, Boba Fett. But what? anyway, yeah. So I, I I finished these shoulders and with the gauntlets too. Obviously. It looks so good. Like, yeah, the, the, the paint the paint applications look it great. It does look like hammered metal. Yeah. Thank you. Well, well, the 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 model itself was really well done. So I, I it didn't take much to um, make it look like this. But um, it's just really it's happy not with just how black, it turned though, out because there's like a sheen. There's a wash over it and. Um, is there a little bit pin- I mean, patina on there or no? Like, like a bit? yeah, I I didn't do what they did because okay. what because I didn't have I I, I kind of use what I have sure. in terms of paint and and uh, if I have so- something I can use I'll try to use it to replicate a different product whatever. So I didn't have ex- the exact things that I think they used. Uh, so I did something else that that turned out okay in in, in my opinion. But there's a wash and I also did like a a, a spray and wipe thing with like a turquoise paint. Because there's like a bit of a turquoise wash over it. They look nice. But yeah. but, oh, and I, yeah, and I've been making helmets. I I, I made some uh, clone helmets. Yeah, those Cloning. those ones uh, you painted look great. Week. Yeah, that set, that set of three. Yeah, the Bad Batch so I, set I did, that you. I just saw on the. I also did that. Brand. Yeah, uh, that was a private Ooh. commission for someone. I need to make you some stencils. And then I need to make you the. Hold on, let me make Crosshair oh, yeah, could use some work, good. but the rest look pretty good. Uh huh. Yeah, of course. Dang. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I, I uh, on the side I painted those clones, so I'm gonna keep doing this little like series of three. Sure. I, I I was really ambitious in the beginning with five or wanting to do five, but three is more uh, manageable just in terms of casting and painting. Or like buddy cop show, dude. You gotta do waxer and boil. I uh I picked up a black series uh, stormtrooper helmet, and it, I couldn't find one that was plain, so I got the one that's like I don't even know what what do they call this one? I don't remember. It's got the yellow markings. It's like the the mortar one from uh, the Mandalorian, right? So I'm gonna paint this back down to all white, but then I'm gonna go at it with my Dremel and I'm ultimately going to turn this into one of the uh, night troopers. So some of the patches will be like gray. Some of them will be the gold leaf. So I'm going to do all that. So I'm just going to try and try to, this was a good uh, inexpensive way to get a rogue one style helmet that I could do that too. Um, yep. And you know, it, because it's kind of the injected molded plastic, I can actually like a Dremel into this with the Dremel and, and get, some yeah. some detail and texture into those little grooves 
so that uh, if I had done that with a plastic, like a, a vacuum formed kit, the plastic's not thick enough to really get that kind of depth to it. So this, this mm-hmm. is the way to go. And you can get that, that yellow the, off. The plain, yeah. Well, the plain white one is really yeah. jacked up in price. Yeah, right? like the even plain. on eBay, even on I, eBay, I, not I, including shipping, which is astronomical shocked. by itself. They wanted like two hundred and fifty bucks for one of the uh, for one of the all white oh, ones. No. I got you can one. you can order one? one right now through Hasbro for the normal retail price, but it says that it doesn't ship until like March or April of next year. So forget that. But yeah. a little bit of acetone will take one. the yellow off one. of this, and it'll be one. good to go. I'm gonna paint it all white. And start over anyways, so it's fine. Short week. We'll get back on building stuff. Haven't been home. Sometimes it comes in and is out. Joe's been at the Sphere. I I haven't stopped, bro. John is making up for Joe and I's lack of building. I'm picking up everybody's slack. Yeah. Just out of necessity, really. Oh, damn. But, oh, okay. Send some pizza. (laughs) Is that what's burnt? Uber Eats. That does that was, 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 It doesn't look fire funny, alarm went off. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Tell Nara thank you for that quality yeah. content that we just got. Delivered. Yeah, there you go. I will. Hey, Ramy. Hey, Steven. We're being hailed. This encryption's new. This might take a while. All right, we're going to start with the sad news this time. Um, so as everybody in the community knows, um, last week we lost Shauna Tripsik, uh, costume designer. Uh, she was uh, taken from us too young at the age of 56 years old. So um, she was a native of Southern California, received her first costume designer credit in 1990 for the horror film uh, titled Mom, and then quickly amassed many credits. In 93, she worked as the costume designer for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and then went on to work on projects including Firefly, Angel, Dollhouse, Torchwood, Cabin in the Woods, and many more. She was a lifelong Star Wars fan, but she came into the world of Star Wars from a costume design perspective with The Mandalorian Seasons 2 and 3 and The Book of Boba Fett. And most recently, Ahsoka. Shauna and her team were gearing up to start working on Mandalorian Season 4 as soon as the ongoing SAG strike ended. So she was nominated and received many awards throughout her career, including three primetime Emmy nominations for episodes of The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, including one of those uh, Emmy nominations for Season 3 of The Mandalorian. So that one's not even, like, it's a nomination, but they haven't even voted yet, so she could still bring that one home. Uh, She was nominated for three Costume Designers Guild Awards and won in 2022 for her work on The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, In a statement from StarWars.com, so they said she was considered something of a Star Wars historian by her peers, reading every making of book she could find to better understand the techniques used in the films during various eras. In her studies, she specifically sought out material that included discussions between George Lucas and his designers and concept artists which became the foundational ideas of her never-ending research into Star Wars costume design. Dave Filoni said Shauna had a deep love and appreciation for Star Wars. You can see that in every piece of work she did with us. She loved everything about being a part of these stories, including connecting with fans and being a part of that community. I feel like she's always been part of Star Wars. Her costumes tell a story, providing the suggestion of a life experience that happened before the cameras rolled. I loved collaborating with her, and I will miss her presence. Favreau added, her creativity brought this world to life. She will be deeply missed both as a friend and a colleague. A couple of fun facts. Um, Shauna used her own wedding dress as the foundation to build a ball gown for Marina Baccarin's character in an episode of Firefly. 
And uh, I mean, that right there gives you an idea of just how passionate she was about what she did. She was willing to cut up her own wedding yeah. dress to do that. Creativity just comes from all. Yeah, it, and it come when it comes, you got to got to roll with it. Otherwise, you're you're going to snuff it out. So, and she also loved pink flamingos and tried to include them on as many costumes as she could get away with. So, um, I don't know if anybody else has any anything else they want to add. I had the thanks to a, a, a friend of the podcast. I had the opportunity to meet her in my din costume at uh, uh, at Mosh Eisley when it was in San Diego, and uh, and she had very positive things to say about it. It was a great experience. And so, I mean, that was something that I'll remember forever. Yeah, I obviously I didn't go to that, and that was kind of like it felt like after that. I was seeing her like a lot on socials and stuff and I didn't really know who she was and she just seemed super cool and super accessible. So that's awesome Yeah, that she was there and she was super into it and hearing that story of what you just said about how much she was passionate about it and studied and that's, that's, uh, it's too bad. Yeah. When I, when I met her, I had the opportunity to tell her and it was, it was so noisy in that venue. I, I hope she heard what I said because what I, I told her is I said, listen, without, without people like her and what she does, this hobby wouldn't exist for us. So this is essentially like what we yeah. do is a gift to us from the costume designers, including her. So um, we, we very much build our whole hobby and livelihood around the, the hard work that her and her teams put into these things. Very, very so tragic. So much work goes, in, goes into those costumes. It's really Yeah, cool. and you can tell you can tell when you're on set and what you see on screen, um, the love and, and attention to detail and, and passion that goes into those things. So It would be kind of weird to do a moment of silence on a podcast. So we will do a minute of uh, dedication here for Shauna with this little clip. Could you all put your helmets on first? Creating, you know, 60 brand new Mandalorians um, from the three different tribes was amazing. We got to do a survivor look. Um, we got to do the original um, covert look. And then we got to uh, explore the Bo-Katan group, you know, former, I guess, Death Watch or former Night Owls. So we called them the Marines. It was very much influenced by the animation. It was fun to create each individual art with them all wearing basically the same armor, but being able to distinguish one from another. Basically what we did was we sort of created an assembly line in the creation of the armor itself, but then we found unique ways of, especially with the survivors, um, replacing bits of armor with um, like, what would you find on a planet that had been through an apocalypse? Wood and leathers and furs and you know, whatever you could put together to protect yourself, but because you're from the religion of the Mandalorians, you would find a way to sculpt that into traditional shapes. B2 battle droids, oh, that's cool. Each individual Mandalorian tells a story and that's always what I tell my artists. I wanna know the story behind the choices that we're making for every crack, every stitch. There you go. Yeah, that was sweet. That was nice, Steven. You know what's funny is I was just watching that video right now and I just realized that uh, when they were painting helmets, they were doing that in the parking lot. I saw lot. that. Yeah. <laughs> Like it, that was Judah, right? Uh, yeah. Like, it looked like last minute touch ups. That's something. awesome. Yeah. Like talk about dedication. Yeah. You're like, oh, we don't have They're a like, shop. Quick, this is I'll going do it right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had, I didn't, I didn't get to meet her at the time, but I did get to be uh, for a little while in her warehouse 
where they were putting the suits together. And um, one of her assistant costume designers told me that they had made 65 different costumes, all unique for season two, or sorry, season three of, of, of The Mandalorian, um, and, and spoke about kind of how they were building them to match those different tribes. And you could see that in the way that they arranged them on set and things like that. So um, there was a lot of work. I mean, and, and she had said that they had spent like three months just doing nothing but working on those suits. Um, and those sequences with, with those characters were very important to them. Rest well. Yep. Yep. May the force be with you. Okay. Um, moving on in the news. So... Um, Seven classic Star Wars games are getting a physical release on the Nintendo Switch coming in December. Uh, so they're calling this the Star Wars Heritage Pack. It's a collection of seven fan favorite games originally released during the 90s and early 2000s. So the pack includes The Force Unleashed, Republic Commando, Episode One Racer, uh, Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast, Knights of the Old Republic, and Knights of the Old Republic 2 The Sith Lords. So the pack will retail for $60, which is actually $20 cheaper than the current uh, eShop cost for the like digital downloads of those same games. And it's, like I said, it's a physical release. So anybody that likes collecting the physical packaging for the games, um, this will be this will be for you. Um, and that will be available at uh, kind of all the major retailers, including Target, Best Buy, anywhere where you'd get your video games from. So I don't have a lot of detail on this. I really just have a headline in my notes. Um, I don't know if anybody has anything else to add, but I'm going to put a pin in this and say that it's something that I'll keep an eye on for upcoming uh, news. But uh, according to Screen Rant, there's rumors going around that uh, Warner Brothers could be bought up by NBC Universal. Um, not really Star Wars related news, but we do keep track of the, the film industry stuff. John's eyes got really big there. Um, so that would be interesting because that would bring the DC universe into NBC Universal's world. So I don't know if that, I mean, who knows? So Universal's got all of the horror films, like in Frankenstein and Dracula and all of those, right? So maybe we could see a DC uh, horror verse uh, mashup sometime. <laughs> Frankenstein, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Batman versus the Wolfman. The mummy polka dot. I think. I think there was Man. an old comic, Batman versus Dracula, if I don't, if I recall Ooh, correctly. Oh, I know. There you go. Come down. <laughs> Dracula Flash. Peacemaker versus Man, this sounds the mummy. amazing. Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's buying who? Universal <laughs> would be buying, and I, I'm assuming it's still NBC Universal. I don't know how, they, you know, they keep changing their names and everything, but Universal would be buying Warner Brothers. Wow. Did the Flash do that bad? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm trying man. to recoup. The answer is yes. <laughs> you guys liked it. It was fantastic. I I, I actually enjoyed the Flash movie. So and and I will say that some of the fun might have been just the fact that we were together in Atlanta and we watched it together. So like that, uh, yeah, that actually, actually added to the experience, not going to lie, but I actually do think I still enjoyed the film. It made it better. Um, so you watched yeah. your friends filled with ultras. And it uh, it yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. But let's be fair. Those ultras, we were only drinking those at the show and they were long since worn off by the time we get home any given night. Like that didn't, that didn't last long. <laughs> 
So I uh, got two emails from a listener. So thank you very much for sending those in. Again, a uh, friendly reminder, email us at news at thedadbatch.com and uh, your story could get read on the show and we'll give you credit. Um, these two emails came in. Uh, so one of them actually we had talked about before. Disney, Pri- Disney Plus has price hikes coming um, and there's various... Uh, Various differences. Honestly, the the combinations of packages between the ESPN and Hulu and Disney, like it's a little too complicated to get into. And the fact of the matter is, is the price hikes kick in tomorrow as we record this. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be too late. Um, but if anybody's listening to the live stream, um, you know, you'd want to go in and buy like a year subscription now if you want to lock in the current pricing because as of tomorrow, the twelfth of October, the new pricing kicks in. Um, Disney Parks also um, has some price hikes, so effective immediately. Um, I, I think this is both California and Florida, um, but effective immediately, we've got uh, single-day ticket prices are increasing from anywhere between five and fifteen dollars per ticket, depending on the day and kind of the the, the way they classify the tickets. Um, they they give them. Based on their prediction of how busy the day is going to be, they give it a tier. So the higher tier tickets are going to be a higher price hike compared to the other ones. Um, so multi-day ticket increases range between um, anywhere are going up between anywhere between twenty-five and sixty-five dollars a ticket. So and then Magic Key prices, which can you even buy? Like they exist, but can you buy one? I think they're on renewal only right now. Right. So those are increasing depending on the key uh, between fifty and one hundred and fifty dollars per pass. And oddly enough, like the most expensive one and the cheapest one are the two that are fifty, and then the hundred and fifty is the ones in the middle. So they're really they're gouging. Yeah, they're gouging. They, they figured they wouldn't be doing yeah. themselves any favors by raising the price of the cheapest one because they'd price out people that yeah. were only able to get that one. And um, yeah. so really, they're just gouging the middle class. Typical. Well, the cheapest one too. The- <laughs> when you can go is like the weirdest times. I mean, have you guys yeah. been to Disneyland? No, man. I, no, I, I, I looked yesterday at the price. I, I, I can't, I can't renew yeah. my pass, dude. That was like, yeah. I, I didn't renew what last year. Cause it was just getting too crazy. And I mean like the Disney plus thing increasing, I knew that was going to happen when they started off at six bucks. You can't yeah. offer all it was, this stuff for six bucks. Oh, it was too good to be true yeah. at the time. Nope. In the same line as like Netflix or whatever, like Pull that's fine. But like, yeah, like Remy is saying, increasing the middle tier of the passes, one hundred fifty bucks. That's just ridiculous, dude. I'm just curious as to I feel like because didn't they raise prices not that every long year? Ago, it's like I'm every year. They like how busy it. is Disneyland? It's still busy now, yeah. right? Like that, that was, well, that's, 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 that's they why they get away with it because they still are basically maxed out every day. People still show up. Yeah. And the Disney yep. plus thing, I don't know. I have the whole package. I'm on the legacy one or whatever. Cause we signed up when it that's, first came out. That's not going to, cause I, that's not going to renew at that price too. So that's all right though. But I use, I have three different channels off of it. Like my, my, my whole thing with Disneyland I haven't been to Disney World, so I can't uh, comment on that. But Disneyland, yeah. it's like everything right now is under construction. Like, so even if you went in on like a Ooh. daily pass or whatever, yeah. yeah so I don't know. Not worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. Haven't been back since we had that epic. What epic evening, evening are you referring to? 
you and John weren't there. So I don't know. <laughs> it was really just you. And, no, I was not I, there. I was there. I was in, I was in a <laughs> you, different part of the every, park. Every time you tell the story, Brian, you say that I was there, but I was not. <laughs> so Joe and I. Yeah. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't have and, I didn't have Luke. passes and I I didn't want to buy one for just the one night. Yeah, I think no, Luke was there. Somebody, and Luke. somebody was there. Yeah. Somehow you, you always just though? single me out. Uh, John wasn't there. Luke. No one was there. Just you and Joe. Well, we went there. a different day though with Amy, and that was a blast. Wait, was that before? Oh yeah, because that, that was, was a different day. celebration we went. That was yeah, way before. That was before we moved. Yeah. Before we moved, we had with Amy, and that was super fun. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was epic. Too. That was a super fun day. Mm-hmm. Amy we all was crammed in that. Was it <laughs> that Casey Jr. Yeah. train? So fun. Like, <laughs> John kept going like, oh, no, you, you want to go? And we're like, dude, let's go. We're on Amy's program. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to drag you guys along. Dude, you know? We were all not, like, dude. You guys are we're all dad. Disneyland, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's like a two-year-old was running the show. You yes. Know? It's like, all right, guys. Dude, sorry. Winnie the Pooh is one of my favorite rides. Like, straight up. When you have a little kid, it fun. gives you the excuse to get on the kitty rides. That's really what it is. Hey, the Peter Pan rides awesome. We're in Ogos Cantina. All good. That's that's we sat her up that on the one's counter. always long though, man. Like to- nobody goes to the Toad one, right? That one's just weird. Yeah. But then Toad's Wild Ride is for drug addicts. Dude, John, you should go. <laughs> like, like, Excuse me. Prep, prep first, and then get on that Toad ride. Yeah. On which ride? I'm sorry. Mr. Toad's Wild, Wild Ride. Toad, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Looking frogs. Oh, yeah. Just, I, that's a trippy ride. Yeah. I'm not yeah, but you, if you prepare for that ride, it's cool. I I, <laughs> I haven't been in a couple years. Uh, we had the key, the golden, the, the magic key. And uh, I, uh, yeah. I feel like anymore, so many people so that we, we know, go. they gave up their passes. It was tough. Dude, it's kind of where it we're was, at. It wasn't easy. It just got so easy. That's for sure. No, and. And not only that, it was it was right after COVID, so they they had like a half of the capacity full. So anytime you wanted to go, you had to reserve yeah, on the app. But most of the time, yeah. it was blacked out because of the capacity. Do they still do that, even though like the park was half full. I don't know. You still have I to make a reservation years. with your no pass. Uh, that's ending soon. I don't know. That's ending. I, I can't remember. I heard. Okay. Yeah, because we had some when, when all my family came into town, they yeah. also made a trip up there. Oh, cool. And they had to make a reservation, but there was uh, there was something on the website saying at a certain day coming. Like, I don't know. It's probably uh, already ended by now. Like by this day, you don't have to do exactly, it anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's pulling off because it was annoying. Because yeah, you're stupid like annoying. Uh, I tell Amy like, "Hey, you want to go?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh, wait. Let me check. Yeah. the 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 availability. If if I can take my th- poor you know my poor two year old. Now we also say this knowing that a lot of people." Have never uh, been. Yeah, first, first world problems. Come on. Oh, for sure. It, yeah. yeah, first world yeah. problem all the way. Yeah. Well, I can't even afford it now anyway. Yeah. So that those were the good times. It, it's still it, a it magical nice place, people. When it lasts, I love to go. Oh, it's very magical. I, I like. It. What's your favorite food there? Like, the like when you go, you have Ronto to get wrap. This Ronto wrap. Ronto wrap. Ronto wrap. The Ronto wraps are anything in the Star Wars land. The drinks. It's the best. The, uh, the like the Malaroon drink. Yeah, I love. Um, I love wearing a black T-shirt and, and getting the what do they call those those little uh, beignets um, beignets and just getting <laughs> powder all over the powder oh, getting yeah. the powdered sugar everywhere you look like powdered sugar everywhere yeah. <laughs> y'all ain't got more than beignets back to uh, some oh, we were talking about kind of the different superhero stuff earlier. Uh, Mark Edwards is in the chat on uh, 
the, the Instagram live stream, and he asked what we thought about Dare, Daredevil going board? back to the drawing board. Ooh. I haven't heard anything about this, so I'll let you guys talk about the, it. Yeah, Brian. I just saw the headline right before we started yeah. recording, but I think they're letting all, seen it all day. They're letting all yeah. the original writers go. Well, apparently the the big the big wigs were not happy with what they were handed, and they were upset. So, oh, from She Hulk? No, from the new Daredevil hmm. that they that they just wrote. So apparently they fired the writers and the directors, and are starting from scratch wow. again. Wow. Yeah, but 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 she Hulk, what is are it, you going to say? These are the still Charlie Cox, good, dude. What are you talking about? These are the writers that just. <laughs> We're 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 rewatching re- re- it right now. Actually, I'm serious, dude. We or you? Yeah. No, like me and the family. <laughs> we love She-Hulk. It's such a good series. You like the? Talk? I'll add the cricket sounds in post. So yeah, if you guys. <laughs> <She-Hulk>. <laughs> Okay, moving on in the news. So uh, yesterday as we record this, uh, bookstores saw the release of Star Wars Crimson Climb by E.K. Johnston. Um, So the synopsis on this one, uh, Kira listens to the dreams and promises of a boy with a reckless smile, only to be torn away from him and returned to the White Worms gang while Han made his way to freedom. Now freedom seems like a luxury she can't afford while she concentrates on survival and despairs of of ever leaving Corellia. But her fortunes seem to turn when a representative of the crime syndicate, Crimson Dawn, plucks Kira from captivity and brings her to the syndicate's leader, the mysterious and mercurial Dryden Voss. Voss offers Kira an opportunity she's never had before, the chance to build something resembling a comfortable life if she can prove her worth to his organization. With failure meaning certain death, Kira knows she must immerse herself in the merciless, murderous world of Crimson Dawn. What she doesn't know is just who she will be if she survives. So, um... I've read several other of E.K. Johnson's books. She's done a whole series around um, around Padme. What are you laughing about? What Nothing. are you laughing about? <laughs> Nothing. I got a cough. I've read several other of her books. Um, she's done several over uh, around Padme and her uh, her handmaidens, which are actually pretty cool because they get into like how the handmaidens handled being in disguise. Some of that was a little almost kind of like James Bond-ish, which I thought was pretty cool. And then obviously she wrote the Ahsoka novel too. So um, this is the next one out for her. Uh, Last up in the news, uh, and I don't have a lot on this one. So the SAG strike continues to go on, um, but we promise to keep keep notes on this each week. So I do know that studio leaders and SAG leaders met uh, again this past Monday and again today, but I don't know the outcome of any of that. I know Monday they didn't resolve anything. And as it, oh, I thought it was. And over. as of today, I could have swore I saw. Headlines. Well, the WGA one was is over, and they're just waiting until SAG resolves theirs. Uh, if if SAG's is resolved, I haven't seen that yet. But because huh. they're starting to resume like live shows with actors that also are you know th- like they're starting to not play reruns anymore on these live shows during the day. Like a lot of people are returning, so. Why are some people returning and some Any, not? I guess anything that had a writer, but not a SAG member. Is that is that how it works, John? Is that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, up in, so so here's what here's what I've seen, and I will say that the there's been various levels of um, of acceptance of this practice, but I do know that during the strikes, 
some of the some of the productions were offering um, to honor whatever deal was currently on the table, pending the outcome of the strike and whatever final deal would be. So basically, they were saying, "Listen, if you come back to work now, we'll give you the deal that we've got on the table now, and if something better comes along." In the final conclusion of the strike, then, then we'll switch to that. But otherwise, we'll at least honor what's on the table today. So some productions went back to work like that. Um, I do, like I said, I know that there were various degrees of acceptance of that practice throughout the industry. So it wasn't entirely mm. accepted. Um, but I do know that some productions move forward uh, with that premise. Uh, as far as like stuff, live stuff going back on again, like the live stuff would not necessarily like reality tv kind of things uh, not necessarily written no sag actors involved that theoretically never would have needed to have stopped unless the production companies or any of the other people working on those were also kind of bowing out in solidarity for the strikes that were ongoing so hopefully soon yeah hopefully soon Hopefully. And that is it for the news. Why did you make me do this? I guess you have a choice. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, another episode of Hunter's Hard Drive. This is Loki, Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros, with a playtime of 48 minutes, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Eric Martin, and music by Natalie Holt. And the synopsis is, uh, Loki finds himself lost to time and torn, quite literally, between past, present, and future. Um, personally, this episode was a bit much, I, I, I could follow it, but there was a lot of back and forth and there was a lot of clever writing into it. The way he, in the present of his present, he tells the past dude to, to do something for the present Mobius and it's kind of weird. Um, but let me hear what you guys think about it. Um, let's start with, uh, Joe. No. Oh, oh. Oh, no. Go for it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Brian. I mean, yes, I know. I'm, I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> shout out to the people in live in the live stream. I just asked what, uh, who can tell me what show had a character named rerun. Oh, jeez. In it. It was a live show sitcom on TV. It's old. You'll get nothing. A small but, uh, wonder. I'll give you a high five. Um, I, I know the answer. Rerun. He danced around. Say it, Raimi. Come on. Was it uh, what's happening now? Rerun. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That was what's it. happening now? Rerun. Look at that, people. He had a sweet dance. Um, he Loki. Did. Uh, strange. Strange is definitely the word. Um, I liked it. It was creative, even though I'm a little... The time travel quantum thing is a little, a little worn out, a little burnt out. A little on tired, it. A little worn out, um, a little burnt out. But in the beginning, I was just really like, okay, what's going on? But then when I kind of started to figure it out, it was clever. You know, the like 
how uh, uh, Mobius was talking to. Was that short round or? Yeah. That's the actor from uh, Indiana uh, Jones, right? I thought it was. Yeah. 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 you call him Doctor Jones, Dollface. Doctor Jones. No time for love. Um, <laughs> Doctor Jones. With the blocks on his shoes. Um, oh, when he drove. That's right. Yeah, he drove. Um, uh, I uh, uh, <laughs> totally laughing now. Um, um, yeah. When they when 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 Mobius was talking to him, and and uh, uh, Loki was kind of going back and forth in the time and and how. He was talking to him. She, I like that whole thing. That whole part made me start to like it. Like I, I thought the concept was cool. Um, when when he was getting torn apart and he was all weirded out, and Mobius was like, "Stop doing that! It's so horrible to look at." Like uh, that was kind of a cool scene. Um, definitely left on kind of a. I think the season's going to be weird. That's for yeah. sure. Um, but I so far. I liked it. I thought it was cool. So um, I'm tempted to keep and, – and I was late to the game. I just watched it the other day because um, I kept forgetting it was on, forgetting it was on, forgetting it was yeah. on. And finally sat and watched it. I was like, I'm kind of into this. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not crazy about but They need it, to but expand, it, it right? Because cool, so. it's all uh, Kang stuff. Yeah. So that they need I mean, to Tom, build off that. Yeah, the Kang, yeah. And then we started watching it and Tori was like – should we have watched the thing? I was like, ah, we watched the recap. Yeah. Kind of, Wait. Oh, did you not like, watch season one? The last season. To, oh. No, we did. But like rewatch it oh. at the end, at least just to like the recap is, is put you in perspective. Yeah. But recap, the recap covers it. But I mean, Tom, Tom, I never know how to say his last Hiddleston. name. Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Him and uh, of course Owen Wilson. I mean, they're they're wow. so they're a good wow. combo. Yeah. Wow. Good. Right on. Well, um, how about Raimi? Yeah, I was confused. Well, so I, it was, it required a lot of concentration to keep up with what was going on until they got into the room where they were talking to short round. And then like, then when Loki keeps getting kind of sucked back and forth between the two different ports, uh, points in time and like having parts of the conversation with each version of, uh, short round, <laughs> like he'd he'd go back in time and he would ask the next part of the question and and he'd be given a little bit bit of instructions like well you should maybe make one of those tools or whatever and then he'd pop back to the present and like, and he'd oh, be yeah. like oh yeah. coincidentally I, I happen to have one, one right here <laughs> wait a minute yeah wait it was back. a neat con- it was a neat concept yeah. I, I thought that sequence was was well done um, and then obviously they've got to like get him into the the realm or whatever so that they can kind of like stop this from happening to him so i mean i think it this story needed to kind of happen or this episode needed to happen to kind of get people caught up with what happened at the end of last season and then introduce some new characters um but otherwise like you know loki getting sucked back and forth in time or whatever like that wasn't necessarily like mission critical to the story but again first episode needed to introduce the characters um and get people caught up with what where things left off at the end of last season. So, and it accomplished that. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Right on. Thank you. Dude, my kitten said it was exactly Bill and Ted. <laughs> He's totally right. <laughs> <laughs> Which most people don't know because it's such an old movie. Like we understand, and I'm going, holy crap! It was Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, All right, Stephen. 
right? John. Yes, I do. I do. I've seen Bill and Ted. All, all the Bill and Ted's, yes. Some of the little nuances that they had there were like, I felt like um, Brian was saying, like at the point where they were all at Ouroboros's, at, at Obi's desk, and they were like going back and forth through time. That's when I started feeling a sense, like I started feeling a sense of like normalcy in the episode. Um, I felt like before that, I don't know. I just felt like weird. I felt almost as panicked as Loki did. And well, because it was a continuation, right? Of, yeah. Of the end of season one, where he appears and no one knows who he is. Right. So I and he has to, you know. You know. I, I kind of appreciated that in retrospect that that they kind of made me feel what the character was feeling at that point. Um, I thought it was cool how they showed the how they visualize like showed the visualization of Loki getting torn apart and putting being put back together. Um, yeah. And then I was like, I was thinking that is the first time that we've seen that other than time slipping. Yeah. Uh, I think it was into the, in the end of the spider verse time machine <laughs> when, when miles is getting yeah. like ripped apart or not miles uh, when Peter yeah. Parker is getting ripped apart, putting and being put back together. It's like, is that the sequel? It's like the same thing. No, the first uh, Spider-Verse movie. The first one? Yeah. Okay. okay. The first one. Yeah, and they're all like twitching um, out. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, and I really liked just how they're visually telling everything in this show. They're not leaving a lot of... It's it's really, it's really like easy for time travel shows and movies to just rely on exposition. It's very hard to like visually tell that and Mm -hmm. in a place like the tva where we just literally spent an entire season of a show drilling into our heads time doesn't work like that in this facility works differently but now we're seeing like oh crap because of everything that happened now it's working in this manner i thought that was that's really cool um i one of the things that I, I read online was uh, there's a post credit scene where Sylvie's in, yeah. in the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. a little Easter egg that you know where it says like the the location and the and the the time and location where they go. So she's in yeah. 1982 McDonald's, but the location is where the future new Asgard is going to be. Oh, <laughs> so I thought oh, that was just, wow. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, cause she's a Loki, so like they kind of yeah. end up in the oh, same spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, oh, cool. I think I read. Cool. I think I read somewhere that every episode of this season has an after credit scene. Oh, that's cool. Okay, cool. So, so I, the movie, I, yes. I might, I might be conflating that with a different show, but I think it's Loki I, that every episode. So we'll Dude, see. I, we'll know for sure next week. I'm I so excited this, for the way that this show is this season is going to end because they've said so many times that it's going to tie in directly to Deadpool, Deadpool three. Oh, and Oh, and oh cause of, uh, cause of the, it's a place called the, the void. Yeah. Where, yeah. Where yeah. Eliath is and or was, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that they even said like, despite all the strikes and everything that they are not going to change the release date, for Deadpool, 
Oh, mm-hmm. man. I'm just like, let's all right. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> do, do, let's go. Uh, do you know what sums up this this review? Jet ski is a brand. It is a personal watercraft. <laughs> it's like Kleenex. You're right. Just like Kleenex. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, I want to give some um, some some people in the chat have questions. Oh. Steven, did you finally get your Starbucks cup? They see it in the background. So Kira mm-hmm. would like to know. You got, got it. it. And Euphonic Steph would like to know where Remy got his shirt. That is a great shirt, Remy. Ooh, that is a good one. That's an old so her kind of universe. I think I think this is a her universe our universe. The the, the, the uh, men's uh, line. multi gender the, oh. the men's line. Yeah. I think this is an our universe Where's shirt. I can't. You can't. I will double check. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And Austin wants no, to. No everything at mcdonald's and i suggest that you don't do that not everything just just have a number not all at the same time at least watch watch it supersize me and then come back oh my gosh dude what a yeah everything within reason guys come on i never ate mcdonald's after i watched that movie not even the mcrib dude oh that's kind of gnarly i haven't eaten mcrib's kind of disappointing i hadn't had it in like 10 years and then I got it maybe like it's six now what you remember or last time it came out. It's I'd, I'd rather keep the like, memory intact. It. I'm like, I'm not buying it now. The, I would have I, enjoyed well, it. More that's what I'm saying. Like, it. I remember it's it being good. I literally but never have it. Whenever that movie came out, I literally never ate McDonald's again. Dude, that's gross. That guy. But, but that I lived dude in a town went overboard. Where our only fast food was McDonald's. Carl's Jr. Did you see? Did was you get? There's a. There's a new documentary where the guy ate. There's a new documentary where a guy eats Taco Bell for 30 days straight, and he and get, loses weight. Right? He gets healthier. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Because Taco Bell's not that bad. So, yeah. so check this out, man. Um, I, I'm actually like looking at what I'm eating, and, and I looked at a crunchy taco. It's 150 calories. That's Dude, it. It's not. You have like two of those, and you're good. You know, little and you're little actually snack, not bad. You know, little, yeah. Little light yeah. Lunch. It's not me, but hey. But hey, you well, know, the McRib's is. coming back in November, like so. <laughs> I'll be, I'll eat my McRib while watching She-Hulk. How's that, Brian? Nice. <laughs> Have fun Dude, with that. Dude, you know what McRib, it's like, you know how McRib's made? It's like the same molds like, that John's making. And he's, it and totally is. They, they, they pour liquid, in there. They pour liquid <laughs> pork into cast. the mold. And then the the pork it's like from the rooter to the tutor it's from everything root to oh, they take bologna they take bologna and they melt it they, down they, they burn it pig down lips. and build it up lips, pig lips, lips, and lips and bits scoop out the feet the and beets shove it in that they make hot dogs out of hot dogs they make rib hot dogs Brian and then pour sauce all over it mm. I only eat Nathan's hot dogs that are Fair. all beef Fair. natural those are the good hot dogs Nathan's. Nathan's Glizzy. Yeah, I was gonna be like, is that your neighbor? But how <laughs> <laughs> does that make me laugh? What was your name? Yeah, right. Everybody calls it a Glizzy. Yeah, yeah well, Glizzy Gang is gang. is uh, deep rooted at this point. Hot dog gang? Yeah, it's a deep rooted gang uh, in the Star Wars universe. Oh god, an alien gang. The Glizzy Gang. They're they're pretty. Are we really, they're are notorious. It that? They're infamous. <laughs> In the underworld, the yeah, Glizzy they were, the Glizzy gang? they're Boba Fett. If you you have to rewatch oh Boba Fett, goodness. Book of Boba Fett, because it 
Yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Underworld. It was the gang that the Don't it was the gang that, that the Joe. mods were fighting. Bad idea. Don't write this down, Joe. Oh my goodness, dude! That's not an Don't appropriate site. What, what what site? What site did you go to? Yeah, what did you type? Oh, Blizzy Gang. We didn't. We didn't even Blizzy mention Gang, a site. Do not go to that. All right. I think we need to move on. Yeah, there was no site anyway. I think this is a sign. Okay. I'll, are, we doing, um, we are we doing? Are we doing Loki <laughs> reviews every week, John? We can if you guys are down to watch the episodes. I mean, I know if you're busy, you're busy. It's okay. I get it. There's nothing else. Nothing else to review. But might as well do. Yeah, Ahsoka ended, and and I feel like I'm missing a part of my heart or soul a little bit because I was really enjoying that. Um, So yeah, let's uh, let's do it. Loki. Loki, We like Marvel. No, yeah, Marvel's cool. So far, episode one is is giving us the good. So yeah. I think it's worth oh, a little discussion. Yeah, absolutely, I'll watch absolutely. it and catch up. Like, like Rings of Power when that came. Well, that was we epic. That every week, I was like, "When is that coming well, back?" Not from twenty thirty two. I think is season two. So, oh. <laughs> oh, did it get pushed out because of the writing thing? No, no, because they're. Dude, in, I'll be. I'll be they're in, in the like 60s. New Zealand. Literally, right, so. it'd Literally. be in pens, Joe. They film one one season ten years at a time, and then they release it all at the same time. Yeah, we'll have to wait a decade nice. at least, but it'll be good. So, anyway, Glizzy Gang. For your information, the stinger of a Yalvik queen is a delicacy on some planets. So this this is actual a real serious question for you guys. With it being mental health awareness, like we just it was it was a day recently, and now we're kind of moving into the Chrome Tono. Um, yeah, it's a sensitive subject. And I think, um, as adults, as people who've experienced life, we experience mental health. Um, we try to maintain our health. What do you do to sort of make sure that you're doing okay? Like, how do you, how do you check in with yourself? How do you stay connected? Because I think that's, I think, I think our, I'm not saying we need to give advice because we're not doctors, but Maybe you have a way to kind of um, make sure that you're all right. Because I think in this day and age, man, it's real easy to not be all right. And um, so that's the question. What do you do to? Not to come off. This could come off the wrong way, but it's almost kind of funny. I was like a pretty like sensitive kid growing up. Like through teenagers, I was very self-conscious and I was worried about stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then like when I hit my 20s, I met a group of people who, and they became my best friends and still are. Mm. Rib on you. Like rib on each other. Just no holds barred. Is that why Just, Is that why you're such a jerk to John in our private chat? <laughs> hundred percent because I love them. So I rip on them. But uh, <laughs> like, I think after that kind of in those, in my twenties, I was like, I'm bulletproof. Whatever. Like, not, like nothing really matters. Um, not that I'm bulletproof, but, um, and I think as you get older and I think, you know, <laughs> Joe and Remy and I are going to test this. Um, you start to just like, not, not care. What is it? 
Don't sweat the petty don't sweat stuff. The small stuff. Yeah, don't sweat yeah. the small stuff. So yeah. that that's what I got. But find some friends that are just really talk a massive amount of crap on you. <laughs> and you learn how to toughen up. They're just words. They're just words. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't really go along with what you're saying. No, no, it does. It totally dude, it's it's yeah. it's it's your story. And I think it's kind of I mean, it's yeah. there's probably somebody that's gonna listen and say, Yep, that's me, or that's that, that resonates. You know? Yeah. And I think I spent so much of my formative years, like in like elementary school, junior high, high school, I was just worried about what people thought of me, this, that, whatever. Like I was just so like self-conscious. That's, yeah, um, that's a yeah. lot of kids. I think self-conscious. A lot, of, a lot of young and, people. Yeah. Self-conscious sure. and um, not confident. Like yep. I was shy. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Wasn't who I am now, that's for sure. For sure. So. No, that definitely resonates with a lot of people. Yeah. Anybody else would like to go? Ramy, you were, you pulled up your your kitty cat. Uh yeah. As I a- although I mean which to be fair, like animals are a great way to kind of relieve stress and decompress. So um Yeah. Yeah, I've got got my little my little friend right here. So as she just coincidentally, as we were starting to talk about this, came up and wanted me to pick her up. So here we go. It's like they knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Personally, I'm pretty bad about myself checking in, like checking in on myself. Cause I kind of, you know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do and, whether it sucks or not, you know, you don't have a moment to, to be upset about it. You just got to, you got to do it and you got to do it. But like, like Ramey said, yeah, the, the, I, I've had my, this dog for over a decade and the other one, and we have the cat now and they are the best because uh, yeah, as bad as your day is going, they always brighten it unless they do something crazy where, you know, they pooped somewhere or they did something crazy, whatever, barfed or yeah, knocked something that. over. That sucks. But they're they're ninety nine point nine percent of the yeah. time they're always going to be there to like bring you back down to earth and 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 make you feel uh, loved I guess because you know they they'll come up to you and unconditionally uh, you know yeah. uh, give you give you all their attention so that's good um, but yeah that that's I yeah that pets are good for mental health for sure mm-hmm. yeah. Have you noticed that, Steven, since you got the animals in your house, like there's a different mood in the house with, with the addition? Uh, I mean, the kids are bothering me less. So, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I think with um, with mental health being such like a, I feel like it's it wasn't really talked about when I was a kid, you know, like in the 90s and stuff. Yeah mental i feel like mental health yep. is like a newer thing and you you get like a, you get a lot of like the, the older generation that are like mental health what's that you know but it's also the same generation that was like you know smoking's good for you i've been doing it since i was 10 and <laughs> you know um no, yeah oh, sort of yeah i mean we were the I, I, that's a super good point and i was going to come back to that like we all of us i mean there's there's only like 10 years between all of us, right? Yeah. Like we all grew up in a time period. And and honestly, anybody that was older than us too, we just didn't talk about it. You didn't talk about it. You kind of, it was like, suck it up and move on. Like it wasn't. 
and it, was, it wasn't encouraged. And, and, and that honest, that makes it challenging for us to have those conversations with folks that are of a different generation where they're more willing and open to talk about it and things like that. So like, it, I think that's something that I expect that in the next couple of months, as we do this thing with, um, on our sleeves, that topic, this topic is going to come up. We're, uh, we're, we're the sticks Definitely and stones generation, you know? We're, six to yeah. stones can break our bones, but words yeah. never hurt Yeah, us. totally. Which, totally. arguably, we is just another way of saying ignore it and it'll go away. Yeah, just tell them to, Which, to piss off and, and, and what are, they gonna, what are yeah. their words going to do? Nothing. But then, uh, obviously, they, yeah. they do uh, dig right. deep in certain, you know, certain, certain spots. And I mean, it, 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 we're going to come off sounding a certain way, but it's funny because if you go back generationally and you just look at every generation and it's like, Oh, you rode your bike to school. Yeah, I walked, I walked in the snow, uphill both, uphill both yeah, ways. In the snow, yeah, yeah. and oh, you did that. Was I was harder. working at yeah. six years old. I was old supporting my family. Line. Like, it's like, 12. you know. But you know, you're right. Yeah. The, the truth is, though, and, and this is what I mean, I mean what, I'm, what I've come to realize a lot, especially in the last, like, 10 years for me, is no matter the generation, like, people are people. We all handle things differently, but, like, when you're going through a tough patch, it, it sucks. Whether, whether you, whether you outwardly express it or you get angry or you kick something or you just hide it, no matter, no matter your, your response internally, it still sucks. Yeah. And so, sure. you know, each generation processes it differently. It's kind yeah. of, and I'm generalizing, I'm not saying like, sure. you know, if you're in the, you know, just purely generalizing, but it's interesting that now like people are allowed to voice mm -hmm. how they're feeling. And I, and I think, I hope that by doing that, people are getting help instead of just bottling, sucking it up, it up and yeah. dealing with it for 20, for sure. 30 years. Yeah, yeah. And who knows what kind of damage that does to a, to a person, you know? Um, like I know, I remember reading books about like the, the, our greatest generation. These are like the World War II folks, veterans and stuff. And everybody says, oh, they're the, they're the, they're the greatest generation. Talk about mm -hmm. mental health issues. A lot of these yeah. older people they, I mean, high suicide rates, high, like just they everything, had to like addictions all, to, right? to drugs and, and, and alcohol and, and yeah. abuse and just, man. And so you, th you see the effects of it, but we don't talk about that, right? You, yeah. you, we didn't. Yeah. Now we're starting to talk about stuff. So, yeah, I, I didn't mean to go too heavy, guys, but no. I thought it was kind of appropriate to kind no, of ease into it a little bit. For sure. And, and much like anything is balance. You know what I mean? There's like balance. Yeah. Like everything needs balance. You can have some McDonald's, right? And it's it's okay to have those feelings, but balance it yeah. out a little bit with right. Maybe it's know. a pork rib that kind of you know McRib might be a McRib kind of kind of thing that that balances balance. out. Yeah. McRib and Loki maybe, or Taco Bell and She-Hulk. Balance. Boom. Look at that. There you go. You know what's on the McRib? Pickles, onions, and onions. And hope I would just be like, no onions, please. <laughs> onions. And then it would never touch right. my my little patty, my little molded I'm, pork patty. I'm excited to see what Whoa. happens in the next couple months with this um, Chromtono too, pork because cast. I think we've got probably the most comments, uh, the most DMs ever uh, on that one post announcing the Chromtono uh, mm -hmm. from from yep. surprisingly parents uh, talking about how mental health affects their ability to parent uh, their child, their children. Um, so I'm, I'm really, yeah. really looking forward to Parenting's tough. hearing yeah. some stories the next next couple months. 
to bring it back to that um, and touching on something that we we talked about here there on the onoursleeves.org website they have what they call conversation starters which is a set of tools that like parents and adults and people like us that admit that we don't really know how to like we grew up in generations that we don't really know how to talk about mental health um, in an effective way they've got conversation starters on their website that will help equip folks like us be better able to meet folks that do have like that need to have conversations about mental health so that we can come to those conversations and like actually contribute and help and understand how to talk about it and approach it so you know what helps with mental health too having things to do you like yeah hobbies like what we do building costumes hobbies is a big hobbies hiking hunting outlet slushing and gushing gushing, collecting sneakers yep Dude, how many times do we say sanding is like, uh, what do they, what do they call it? Therapeutic. Therapeutic. Therapeutic, Therapeutic, man. Absolutely. Pets. Petting your pets. Going on walks with your pets. The energy from from your pets, man. If you are having, if you're having issues, like a mental issue, or if you're just down, or if you need some company, we have things for you to sand. Oh, this is true. Dude, <laughs> feeling Steven, low? Where you're going with that, but that's true. No, no, actually, yeah. Steven has things. Yeah, to I don't sand. have much. To sand. No, because my K one, my K one spitting oh. these prints out like. Mwah. <laughs> is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. <laughs> I love, I love that. that. I love that. Oh, is oh, that the intro God. for our new segment, is, Steven? Man. What was hold on, that? Hold on, hold on, hold oh. on. Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. Love that. Oh it worked God. better than I thought it would. Oh that is amazing. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so this is our new segment, Bad Dad Jokes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. So, I don't know if anyone else did the homework. I mentioned this the other day. I so this was a joke at um, Oh, I forgot. So I've got one. All right, so I... These have to be clean. Uh, have to be clean, right? No, I'd say not necessarily. So I've got... I mean, mine, mine's borderline, so we'll go from there. <laughs> so I'll start us off. Okay, guys. So why was Darth Vader referred to as Lord Vader? I don't know, Ramy. Why? Because every time they called him Master Vader, the stormtroopers <laughs> giggled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Uh, my... <laughs> yes. What? I'm Echo. <laughs> That's it. That's I think it. that's the only good for tonight. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Steven, just just get that sound of intro sound. Boom. That, that's like. Yeah, but now you need to make four more because whoever tells a joke, it plays out with their. Oh gosh. <laughs> that was good, baby. I liked it. Damn, that was a good one. That's pretty. This good. isn't a this isn't a dad joke thing, but someone sent me like a gift that was like, "You've heard of Elf on a Shelf." But this is the new thing, and it's Darth Vader sitting on a potato. Vader on a tater. <laughs> on a tater. 
That's awesome. I love that sound. Slap at the bass. All right. So, so every week, someone we need at least one. At least one. It doesn't. Can, I got you. Can All listeners right, so. submit a dad joke? You got one. You got one. Brian? Heck okay. yes. That would be better. Yeah. There you go. Um. Every everybody knows how to get a hold of us one way or another. Send so. us a dad joke. Um, yes. We will send, read it on the show. Send us your dad joke. Echo will read it on the show. Hundred percent. Oh, like yeah. oh god. <laughs> Somebody will. <laughs> I think that does it for us today, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to the show, feed that algorithm and. Leave us a review with five stars on your podcast app. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our road to 1000 contest is underway and there is still time to enter. Just subscribe and you can be entered to win an alpha ignition helmet of your choice. Casted by the dad batch. Are we close? Uh, I think we're like in the sevens or something. Sevens or eights. It jumped up pretty fast. So, uh, you can follow me at stevie.kicks on Instagram, <laughs> sometimes Twitter. Gentlemen, let the listeners know where they can follow you. John? You can find me at LA Comic Con whenever that is. December, first weekend of December, December 1st through 3rd, I believe. I'll be with my boys hanging out. Come out and see us. We'll be there. High five us. Probably throw you a sticker or two. Lizzy gang? Maybe a little chili dog if you're, if you're lucky. Yeah. He's throwing out chili dogs, people. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Chili glizzies. <laughs> Don't throw that <laughs> out. Brian? Uh, you can catch me at the forest in a tree. <laughs> Sleeping in a tree as the deer run by. Taking a nap. He's sleeping looking up like, why is he yeah. sleeping in this tree? <laughs> I can just, Supposedly that has I, happened. I, you know, like, snoring like, scares them away. I can just see the deer yeah. watching you like climb the tree and then wait till you get to the They're top. Like, this idiot. And then they leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They listen oh, to the pod. That's what happened today. They're, they're looking at him through their night vision goggles and stuff. Yeah, that's like, what happened this, today. I was, like, I, I was like a little bit, I'll make it quick. I was a little bit uh, late getting there and I was like starting to climb the tree and I was like eight feet up and they make like a snorting sound when they're, when they're in danger. And I heard him snort, and I was all, that's it, they're gone. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm just getting he, up and he there. And was like, climbing up, right? I was climbing so. up to sit, so then I sat for two hours and nothing ever came. End of story. Brutal. It's hard. Ravy, where can listeners find you? Thedadbatch.com. And Joe. I echo, echo. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? Yes. What? I'm echo. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to episode 61 of the Dad Batch podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for episode 62. Oh and until next time, enjoy your spice responsibly. Glizzy gang.